Blog Talk Radio. This is Janice Tunnell, your host for today, Sunday, August 27th. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Beauty Talk tonight. We have a great show in store for you guys, but I'm going to turn it over to Miss Denise and let her uh, share some beauty news with us. Good evening, everyone. Thank you guys again for joining us tonight. Um, just very quickly, wanted to say thank you to our listeners all over the world. Um, of course, we have our listeners here in the U.S. who we appreciate so much for um, rolling with us for so many years. But we also want to thank our listeners from this past week who were coming all the way from India, Australia, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, the United Kingdom, China, Spain. We just want to say hello and thank you guys for joining us and continue to um, listen to the show via the playback. Very quickly, if you are uh, any voting member of the Television Academy, tonight is the last night that you can vote on uh, this year's Emmy Awards. So you need to get your votes in by 11.59 uh, Pacific Standard Time. So again, if you are an Emmy voting member of the Television Academy, you need to um, go ahead and vote for uh, 11.59 uh, Pacific Standard Time tonight. So that's a good reminder for myself to get out there and vote. Also, the Powder Group is continuing their uh, TPG Summer School um, this week online. And this week on August 30th, they have Marietta Carter Narcisse. She's doing a class for makeup for film. And Keisha Augustine, she's creating with color. So for more information on that particular program and for more details, you can reach out to thepowdergroup.com. Again, that's thepowdergroup.com. And I'll be out on Twitter um, tweeting uh, for tonight's show, so you can follow us at beauty underscore talk on Twitter. All right. Don't you, don't you mean X? You'll be out on X. Oh, so God, yes. <laughs> so when you're on X, when you're on X, are I don't you know. I don't know what you're doing. I don't tweeting? know what you're doing. I, I have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's still Twitter for me. Right. <laughs> Still talking. All right. Just want to remind those of you who are listening also that if you have a comment or a question for us or for our guest tonight, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that's 914-803-4399. And we are using the hashtag BeautyTalk on X or Twitter. And um, also our handle out there is beauty underscore talk. 
Okay. All right. So, again, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Thank you for those who will listen to tonight's show on the playback. We greatly appreciate you. Um, tonight we are speaking with Preneur, lifestyle and beauty influencer, Ms. Lauren Whitson, and she's also the board executive director of Detroit Fashion Community. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lauren, I want you to just jump right in and um, just introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, um, and why you're even involved in the Detroit fashion uh, community. Okay, yeah. So uh, my name's Lauren Woodson. Uh, I go by Access Lauren, sometimes Lauren Marie. I am a self-proclaimed self-care queen. Um, I model, <laughs> create content, and yes, I'm the executive director of the Detroit Fashion Community nonprofit organization founded by Latrice Delgado Macon. Um, what what prompted me to get involved with the Detroit Fashion Community was that um, I have always wanted to leave Detroit because I felt like we didn't have opportunities here. Um, everything, everywhere else just seems so glamorous, uh, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Miami, New York. And it's like always a thing where it's like, oh, if you're in fashion, you need to leave Detroit. And when I found out about the group, I realized that there are a lot of people here, um, like-minded individuals, that if, perhaps if we get together, um, you know, we can make things happen. Because there are people here that do fashion. It's just that it's not one huge community. There's just like a bunch of people like everywhere kind of trying to figure it out on their own. Gotcha. Gotcha. And how long have you been modeling? I think I started when I was 13, um, a long, long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that's when I kind of realized that the opportunity was a little bit different, you know, here versus the markets mm-hmm. and other Cities. I think Chicago was like the closest market, but it was more commercial. But I was so into high fashion and wanting to do like all the cool stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So how tall are you? I am six feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Six four with heels. So, so like every day I'm like six four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you want to do the cool stuff for sure um, at six feet. Um, so how is the how is the fashion scene in Detroit different from um, some of the bigger cities? Like you talked about Chicago, you said it was commercial. You know, when when people think fashion, they think New York City. How is Detroit different? Well, Detroit is different because, I mean, the very very thing you just said, like you hear about all these other cities. It's like we don't we hear about Detroit and we think of Motown or we think of automobile. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really think about fashion, but what's different is that there are people here and they have to find a way. So it's like a super grind, you know, like there's people like um, Rose Spit. I don't know if you've heard of him. He just designed the first Detroit themed Nike Air Force One. I mean, how amazing is that? You know, and it's and it wow. representative of our city. We have a guy, Ken Walker, he's a young guy who just created, um, a jersey for the Pistons G League. 
um, showcase his collection at the Pete Duomo uh, Men's Fashion Trade Show in Italy. I mean, so we have, like, mm. people that are doing things. We have Ty Mockin. He uh, worked with huge brands like Starter and Pony, Foot Locker. And then, I don't know, have you heard of Mia Ray? Yes. So, I mean, she's from here. She's the founder of an affordable luxury global accessories brand, the Glamaholic Lifestyle brand. At one point, she made a million dollars in 24 hours. I mean, people are here. Yes. It's just they're all grinding it out on their own, you know, trying to figure it right. out. So that's why you don't hear you, have, you hear about these individual stories, but it just, it's just I think it's getting to the point where it's starting to be a fashion capital. I, it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and I hear what you're saying because, like you were just saying, you hear the individual stories, the individual success stories, but when you you're hearing those, but you're not tying them into a, um, a, a like a well-known fashion community that's right there in Detroit. You're not thinking, oh, that's Detroit fashion. Oh, that's Detroit. You know what I mean? You're just, oh, this yeah. one particular person did such and yeah. So I hear what you're saying with that. Um, so tell us a little bit about the Detroit Fashion Group because you, you know you sounds like you weren't there from the start. It's something that you um, discovered and then became a part of. Tell yeah. us a little bit about what it is and how you got involved. So the Detroit Fashion Community uh, it's been around since 2019, and they just we just did a whole total revamp when the founder asked me to go ahead and take over as executive director back in November 2022. Um, Okay. It's been amazing. It's been amazing uh, ever since because uh, she kind of gave me full creative, you know, control. Like, what do you, you know, help me out. What do you want this to be? You know, she's a pageant queen. She's doing a lot of stuff. Um, She founded it to give uh, diverse people an opportunity uh, and I, and now that I've been able to do a lot of things and develop such an amazing team, it's 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 been amazing. So we create a space for all fashion-centric individuals, uh, a space where they can collaborate to build a sustainable future for fashion in Detroit. Like our mission is to empower every person with creative aspirations to find their place. And with that being said, fashion is there's so many people think like, oh, I need to know how to sell or I need to be a designer. There's so many aspects to fashion. You know, we need makeup artists. We need models. We need designers. We have people that don't touch like a pencil or they don't design it like in a, in a sense of like I sat here and I drew this and I balled it up and threw it away. We have people that literally just create things, you know, and there's just mm-hmm. a space for all of these creative people to come together because even with fashion, you need media. People who know how to, you know, do the the digital part, create the videos, the the marketing. There's so many, you know, aspects of of fashion components. So people they hear about this and they get really excited. There's there's a lot of people moving back to Detroit. It's just a, more affordable to live here than a lot of other cities. So they come here looking for that. And when they hear about our group, they're, like, so excited. Like, wow, I didn't know there were people here that are doing this type of stuff. So it's right. a group. And so it sounds like, so are you, so you're overseeing all of this? Yes. Is that what you, okay. Okay. 
And so with all of the, the various different creatives um, that get involved, is it like a is it like a membership? Do they become members? And then if so, what are the benefits of them being members? Yeah, so this is a membership-based uh, uh, organization. Uh, there's three mm-hmm. levels of membership. We have our apprentice, our socialite, our executive. Uh, our socialite person is that, that person that they just want to be in the loop. They want to be in, in the building. They want to be at all the cool events. They want to know what's going on. Our executive is that person that has a business um, that needs, you know, to be connected, to get to have resources. And then our apprentice level, those people that may not have the funds to donate to the organization, but they can work through volunteer hours to gain the benefits. Some of the basic benefits are our fashion and community support, our networking events that promote career development, resource sharing for um, industry professionals. Uh, depending on the level of membership, we have discounted and complimentary access to our events. We have special industry brunches that if you guys ever come to town, please let me know. We want to provide like an intimate space where our executive members can kind of be in the building and talk and pick the brain of somebody who otherwise they might not ever have been able to even get access to, you know. Gotcha. Um, I think we, we had a top model come in early this year, and she was Googling around, and somehow, some way we got connected. And we're like, well, if you're coming to Detroit to do anything, you need to stop and check in the Detroit fashion community. And she ended up hosting one of our brunches. It was amazing. She taught, talked about the – the industry just being from, you know, over in the West Coast, seeing what we're doing over here, um, stuff like that. I mean, we provide uh, increased brand awareness for our members' businesses. We have a fashion business directory, um, our blog. We highlight uh, different members and we interview them. We have spotlights. You know, we, we do a lot to just kind of, Put, you know, put people out there and, and kind of help them develop in everything that they're doing. That's nice. Um, what are some of the, the members saying about the event? How is it helping them? Are they saying how it's helping them? So I'll be completely transparent with this, and I'm sure you can relate. Um, I think this is it, – it all comes down to a person's mindset. Um, mm-hmm. It's like if you give a person lemons – you know, this person may say, oh, my God, it's just lemons. What did I pay for, you know? And then you got somebody that will be like, all I need is a lemon. Tell me what to do with these lemons, and I'm going to create lemon pies, lemonade, lemon. So we have people that are like, oh, what is this? And we're still kind of, you know, technically, yeah, we've been around, but we just started. We're kind of brand new with this whole new system. So you, then you have people that are like, I am so happy. Like, this is amazing, just being around these people, just being in the building with certain people, the networking they've been able to do. You know, every time we get around each other, you know, there's some type of a designer met with a, somebody else. Now they have a photo shoot happening or somebody met this other person. Now they're doing business. It's, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's priceless to be able to know I'm in the building with people that think just like me and together mm-hmm. we can make things happen. Right. Right. I love that. 
I love that. And you're going to always get those two, you know, different groups of people, those who get it and those who still haven't caught on and, and see the bigger picture. Um, right. Yeah, you're going to always get that for sure. For sure. So now what, what are, um, well, maybe I should ask you this way. How do, how do you all go about finding, like, makeup artists and hairstylists uh, to work with you all? Or do you have so, people just wanting to volunteer? Oh, God, they're coming from out of nowhere. I think that's the thing. Like, <laughs> when you start doing things, like, we've had huge organizations reach out to us just because they've Googled Detroit fashion. And then we pop up, and now they want to know more. So especially when you see our fashion business directory, it's meant to be, like, uh, if somebody's from out of town or anywhere, and they're like, oh, I need a really good makeup artist, or I need a really good fashion photographer. Okay, we'll go to our fashion directory. All these people have been vetted. So these are people that we're suggesting and recommending. When people see that, they want to be on that list. They want to represent Detroit as one of Detroit's top talents, you know. So they're reaching out to us. Uh, I don't think we – maybe we might have reached out a couple times, but for the main part, I think we're we're kind of getting those people interested in what we're doing. And then we just sift through, you know, because it, it's not even just work. It's, um, it's you know, the personalities. It's the work ethic. It's, it's, there's so many different things that goes into people that we represent and that we, you know, we want to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Now, right. I know that you can make, you know, you guys are also, um, you know, looking for donations. Tell us a little bit about how people can contribute to um, the DFC. Wonderful, wonderful. So we have a, a, a nice tab on our website. It's um, Ways to Help. And with our Ways to Help tab, we have initiatives, a couple of them. For example, our, our DFC Fashion House. We want to buy a house, you know, downtown next year, hopefully, where it can be our, you know, our, our you know, our fashion house, offices, showrooms, fashion shows, events outside, brunches, all that stuff, the teaching, all that stuff in the house. So we have a fund that you can donate to help us get, get that house. We also have scholarship funds because we do want to support people's continuing education uh, in fashion. And then we also have, like, our general donation uh, where you can just click on our website and send us uh, some funds. And then other ways you can help, sponsorships. We're always looking for sponsorships. We have industry events like every single month. We have huge events. We want to start having galas, uh, just recognizing everyone in fashion and art in general just in our city. We just, it's so wide open. Like, uh, so we're always looking for sponsors. And again, that apprentice membership, we're looking for people to donate through volunteer hours as well. So that's very helpful, just the manpower and having people, you know, physically with us uh, to help us do some of the tasks that we need to get done. That's nice. Um, wow. It, it seems like a lot um, a lot being offered. Um, I couldn't imagine <laughs> I couldn't imagine someone not getting anything out of it. But, again, I think sometimes it really depends on where someone is in their career and, you know, um, what their focus is. But there's definitely, sounds like there's definitely a lot 
that Detroit fashion community can um, can help out with. Are you guys um, planning any upcoming events um, for the near future? Yes, so we are planning a really nice industry brunch. We're actually going to open it up to uh, up some plus ones. It's supposed to be just for our executive members, but we're going to open it up to all our members and one plus one. And we're going to have some of our uh, local industry leaders come and speak and then have a private moment with our executive members to answer any questions. And that should be really nice. It's going to be at the – it's a newer building. It's the Pistons practice facility. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but the Pistons, they're our, they're our big NBA team, and they have this gorgeous practice mm-hmm. facility. And they're going to um, donate it to us so that we can have this lovely, gorgeous event uh, just to host our members and just give them – more value. Oh, nice. And what what date is that on? Um, so it's supposed to be middle October, I believe. October, I don't okay. have it with me, but middle October. Okay. okay. And then we do have a, um, a networking event every first Wednesday of the month from 7 to 10. It's always a different um, venue, a different restaurant. Uh, we always have a secret color, uh, and that's always fun because people come. They're like, darn, what was the color? I didn't know the color was this color. So that's always cool. But this <laughs> one's going to be white. The one in uh, September is going to be white. Um, okay. And then that's the only one we're telling everybody. But the other ones, they go back to, like, just some of us know that the color is just, just fun, just adding that, you know, mystery mm-hmm. and just excitement into the to the mix. <laughs> Now, have have you guys ever had the opportunity or a chance to connect um, or collab with another city? For instance, you mentioned Chicago earlier. Have has the Detroit fashion community had an opportunity to kind of connect with other cities to to put on events? Not just yet. Um, when we started and we, we, we were, we had these goals, like our first year was let's get our name out there. Right. We just want to make strategic mm-hmm. partnerships. We made a lot of mistakes. We know on the inside, externally, everybody had a great time. They love it. But we know how much work it was, how, and I'm like, it's almost like get yourself together first. Let's master this small stuff before we go out trying to do anything bigger or anything else that's like. But we're de- it's definitely on the radar. We love to expand, collaborate outside, bring other people here. Definitely open to it. It's just it wasn't something that we were actively uh, pursuing just because we knew that there was so much we needed to just improve on. And it's only because I don't want to say, like, it's, it, and I don't want it to sound like it's not great. It's just I think in my mind, my vision, my level of excellence and perfection is just, like, everybody thinks I'm kind of like a psycho. <laughs> They're like, Lauren, it was actually <laughs> great, that and that and that. So it's not a bad thing. I think I might just be overdramatic. But, right. yes, we would definitely be open and, and willing and love to expand and collaborate outside of our city for sure. Nice. Nice. All right, so I see a couple of people who have looks like they want to talk. So let's let's give this a try. Hold on one second here. Hello. 
Hi, ladies. My name is James. Hi, James. Hey, my wife um, has been shaving her head. And she used to have it shaved on the sides and then real long on the top, and then she just started shaving it totally. Um, she's African-American. We've been married six years, and this has only started about the last year and a half. And I'm just not into it anymore. I, I, I don't know that I ever was. And I see this trend more and more. What would you uh, advise her to do? Um, <laughs> it takes so forever to go. Is she, is she having issues with, with hair loss? What's it, uh, is it just her you call it like style? alopecia or something? Yeah. Right. No, there's there's no issue. It's just it's it's getting a little, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, she's real tall. I'm tall, too. She's right around the same height as me. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm fucking Dennis Rodman. I mean, you know, the last thing I need to do is, you know, she looks. Okay. You know what? Oh, wow. That was terrible. We're not going <laughs> We're not dealing with that. Okay, that sorry about true. that, ladies. Um, yeah. Okay, moving on. I was concerned um, with it because you know alopecia is a, is a real thing that people deal with. So you know, right. I want to be exactly. insensitive to people with those those issues. And, and we're not talking we're, about that tonight. Got no. it. <laughs> well, that was going to also be my response, but okay. So where were we? <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah. I, I was gonna. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you, like, how are you all marketing yourselves to the community um, for membership? So right now, what we do is we uh, we we do our social media posts. We we do our email blast. So when we first started, I think we had like a hundred and something emails. We have like almost a thousand now. So every time we do an event, we get about two hundred to five hundred people come out. So we grow our email list that way. And then in doing so, we're we're always kind of like sending out things, this marketing camp, email campaigns, and slowly but surely, you know, it kind of grows. I think that. Right now, memberships, it, it, I think the number that we have right now is pretty comfortable. But, and then I think eventually when it gets to be a little out of hand, we might even have to start putting a little more, uh, what do you call it? Um, what is it? Not restrictions, but just being a little more, like almost like interview type thing. Like right now we're pretty open because it's almost like we're starting over. But we're marketing that way. And then the best thing that we like to do is during our industry uh, networking events, we actually have our director of events come out, speak a little bit a bit about the membership, and that's a, that's a really good way that we in, the in-person communication really right. works well for us. And that's how we kind of, uh, I don't want to call it recruit, but like get members yeah. Um, yeah. to join. Nice. Nice. Well, let's, let's kind of switch gears just a little bit and go back. I know you introduced yourself earlier, but let's talk a little bit about you because you are also a part of the beauty industry. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do on that in that part of the industry. So I like to call myself a master 
collaborator. <laughs> um, I, I have a so I have a funny story. Do you guys know what Boxy Charm? Uh, yeah. It's like a prescription box. Okay, so I was mm-hmm. like obsessed with Boxy Charm when it first when it first came out, and so I started doing videos like just you know the makeup and talking about what I got in my box. And just obsessed with them. And then one time I had a really bad customer service call with them. And I'm really big on, like, respect, giving my business to people that care about my business. And I had to cancel my subscription. And I was so sad about it, I cried. And literally the next day, Ipsy called me. And they said, please be a a collaborator with us. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? So I get double the stuff that I got with Barks and Charm, right? And I don't have to pay for it. So it's like I started doing that for a while. And then God blessed me again. Ipsy bought BoxyCharm. Now I get all of them. But anyways, my (laughs) point is I started um, doing makeup videos just because it was fun. And then when I was doing it for fun, people were actually reaching out to me like, hey, how much can you do one for my, my brand? What about, you know, me, me, me? So I think in one year... About a year and a half, I did about 150 different collaborations just with people creating content for their beauty brand. So I'm on a lot of small businesses' websites. Like, you might not see it on my Instagram, but, like, there's a lot of hair companies where I'm, like, washing my hair with their with their shampoo. And then – and I had a vetting process, too. So I've, I've definitely said no way more times than I've said yes. But it's it's – so nice and fulfilling because I know personally my my talent level and I know how much it really costs when you're really trying to hire good people to represent your brand or good faces for your brand. So I knew that mm-hmm. I was giving way more than what they were, you know, what they were offering me. And I just felt a lot. I've been in sales my whole life. So I felt so good, a lot of satisfaction with them just kind of giving me a rundown. And I'm like, got you. And then, you know, turn it back in, and they're like, whoa, this is even more than what I expected. So that's kind of how I started getting into, like, the beauty content creation influencer kind of lane, doing that type of stuff. And then I just like so many things. I like beauty. I like hair. I like fashion. So I can do it for it, you know, a lot of different. I like coffee. So that's kind of how I I got into that type of stuff. Gotcha. Well, Tell us a little bit about Lauren Marie Cosmetics. Okay, so Lauren Marie Cosmetics, it's, it's in the process of being revamped right now because my mom, a long time ago, she's like, you need to do a business. And I'm like, what? I don't know what to do. She's like, what do you love to do that you wouldn't mind if you never got paid? I'm like, you know I love makeup. And so we we started Lauren Marie Cosmetics. But as the years have gone by, I've learned a lot more about ingredients, um, things and products, you know, just I've been more on a, I'm not going to say 100% like natural ways, but like I think that it has to be something that I believe in, right? So I Mm -hmm. am revamping everything. I want to go on a more natural, uh, in a more natural route, like just, like lip scrubs and body scrubs and black soaps and charcoals and like stuff that I, I use all the time because I believe in this stuff, you know? So I think it's right. just like when you're in a relationship with somebody when you're 20, by the time you're 30 something, y'all are different people. You either grow together or you grow apart. And 
and I think that we I've grown in a different direction. So I'm just kind of in the process of switching everything over, but definitely love makeup and passionate about all of it, and even the psychology behind it as well. Um, all about yeah. like just I feel bad like when there's a person that says. You know, I cannot leave out the house without my makeup, you know. Like, one day you might see me, I look like a supermodel. One day you might think that I was sleeping under a bridge or something. Like, I <laughs> feel like you definitely have to be okay with yourself, with or without it. I don't, right. I have to, like, battle with people all the time. You don't need makeup. I'm like, thank you very much. I'm, I'm old enough to know I don't need makeup, but I like it and I'm going to wear it, you know. And you can, some people even get offended. Why do you wear that? And it's like, listen. All good. I love it, guys. It's just I've had to explain myself so many times where it's like if you're not into it, and it's so funny because the same people that aren't into it, you go get their makeup done one time, they do a photo shoot, and those are the only pictures on their whole entire social media is the picture they took when they got exactly. their makeup done. So it's like they, right. they, they, just, they just don't know. They don't want to say they love it for some weird reason. It doesn't make you any less of a person. It's just it's an art. It's an art form. You enjoy it. Like, it's therapeutic for me to say, oh, I got to get ready. I have it time now. Obviously, after all these, I could do a whole hookup in 15 minutes and be at a red carpet event right now, you know. But the whole mm-hmm. process of going from zero to ten is just therapeutic. I like it. I enjoy it. I get excited about my products that come every month. And I'm like, which one is this? What's that? I'm trying it out, you know. But but obviously, you see yeah. how passionate I am <laughs> about <laughs> Makeup and how it's an so adult toy. I think in, I think when sense. I think what um what you're saying about Lauren Marie Cosmetics, where you are right now is kind of where where we are as well. Um, and I re- I just remember our very first conversation about it. When I remember when you were starting, and um, it is definitely something that you learn a lot about. Um, and, and and then you also see so many other people who, I mean, I know that there's several cosmetic lines out there, but then you also see a lot of other um, young entrepreneurs doing something very similar. Um, it just makes me wonder, you know, like why people start or, or mm-hmm. where they're going with it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, it, you know, I think it's it's okay to say, you know what? I've kind of outgrown this a little bit, and I'm moving in another direction. And at that point, you have to pivot and kind of refocus it, and then you know, relaunch. Yeah. So. And for, and for me, it's like I've and my thing is I've been around so many procrastinators, so many people that mm-hmm. want to do things. And they don't do it, and it just irks me. So I'm like one of those people that's like, I would rather try. I would rather put myself out there. I would rather, like, I don't want to be one of those people like, I wish I would have done that, or I wish I could have. It's like I, I would rather make a mistake, figure it out, and then go back to the drawing board, you know, versus just still sitting here like, I have this cool idea, you know. So that's kind of me. People have seen me do a thousand different things. I mean, to this day, I still can't understand how you can ask a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? How? Mm -hmm. How would I know? (laughs) Please tell me. I haven't experienced anything. 
And then you don't you even know all doctor. their options. <laughs> yeah, you say a doctor. You're a doctor all the way, all the way till 50. Then you realize, dang, I wanted to be a artist. You know, I just don't want to mm-hmm. be. I have. I like to experience as much as I can. Absolutely. So let me ask you though, when you were out there. Uh, modeling before you started the cosmetics line, was there anything, um, any you know, like, was, I know your mom said you got to start something, you know what I mean? But, and you, you said, okay, makeup is something that I would do even if I didn't get paid because that's what I really love. But was there anything about makeup that you discovered when, as you were out there modeling that you said to yourself, um, okay, you know what, when I do this line, I want to pay attention to this? No, it wasn't ever that. Okay. It was always the artist. Like, why are they doing this to me? I always had issues with um, the application, not the product. It was like, um, and I don't want to get too far into that subject, but it was like, even with hair, it's like, oh, this girl mm-hmm. is African-American, so we are going to just um, throw this water in her hair and it's going to be an afro, and then we're going to just slap this on her face and always give her red lips. It was just like, oh, my God. Everybody else mm-hmm. looks so good, and I look like a clown. And it's not that I didn't love my hair. It was just you can tell it was a lack of knowledge of how to style it and what makeup to put on my face. It just, it wasn't the product. It was always my issue was with and then you can't go change it. You'll get in trouble. So you got to walk around and be smiling like, yeah, this is awesome, knowing, like, ugh, you look, like, crazy. So, no, nothing as far as products. I do know there was one brand that as soon, literally within five minutes of the application, I don't know if we can name brands on the show, always got a pimple, always break out every single time. So, I mean, it looked flawless, but literally whatever was in it, no matter what product they use of that brand, my face is going crazy after. Mhm. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you can you can say whatever brand you want on the show. Um, I'm scared because what if they want to paint? No, okay, you're right. Mac. It was right. Mac. It just <laughs> would just all these but like bumps would just come all every single time. I'm like, what is this stuff? I mean, what are these? What is in this? Because it. Looks good for the show, but my face afterwards is like just totally ruined. Wow. <laughs> have you experienced wow. that with your? Have you ever used? Do you obviously you've used Mac before on your client, or was it? Just oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not 100% in love with Mac. Um, okay. I feel like there are some other things out there that's better. Um, yeah. You know, um, and you know, as makeup artists, we've kind of tried it all. And then, you know, one of the things that people, some people don't realize is that um, brands that you can get from Target or, uh, I don't know, like a Target or, like CVS or Walgreens or, or something like, like that. Yeah, um, it's just as good as Mac or some department store brand. And you know, and just really, it just really depends on what you what you're going for in a product. Um, I 
I can tell you what it is for me. It's mm-hmm. the, like, going in there trying to find a shade, but you have to buy it and then go there and figure out that wasn't it and versus going in Sephora and they skin match you and you test it out for a couple of days, they give you samples. I think that that whole experience is, like, the difference. If they could do that at the drugstore, I mean, it's a no-brainer. But you got to mm-hmm. run through a couple <laughs> to figure it out. I mean, if you know your undertones, you have a good start. But at the same time, I have done that so many times. I'm just darn. I just spent $10 and this stuff is not it. Yeah, so. that's true. But I will say, I don't know if you know, but you know at those at those stores like CVS and Walgreens, you can take it back and get a refund. Even after you try See, I've never even thought about it. I remember when they first started doing that some years ago, and they actually, like, would, would like, put it on, at their counters, you know, like a little sign or a little sticker or something on the counter where it told you, like, you could return or whatever. But you don't see that. You don't see it much. You know, you don't see it anymore, but they still do it. Okay, got so it. You can, yeah, you can use it and don't like it and whatever and return it. Got it. And, again, I know you can agree with me. At least if you know your undertones, that yes. can help you at a good start. Like, which one am I getting, the new, the neutral, the tan, the, the beige, mm-hmm. you know, like that could be a good start versus just, oh, that one matches me. And then looking crazy <laughs> when you get home and put it on as a whole, like yes. a geisha face. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's key. It's um, people knowing their undertones, you know. That's um, before they get in there. And another thing, you can't you can't really assume that like if you go to a department store, and not to be picking on Mac, but it could be any it could be any line of the department store. But if you go to like a Mac counter or NARS or something, and somebody's um, doing your makeup, you can't automatically assume that they're going to get it right. This is true, too. Let's hope, let's hope that they do, but you can't automatically assume that they will. Because a lot, I've seen I, a lot of people who say, oh, they bought something from the department store and it was all wrong, but they're wearing it because <laughs> so-and-so at the counter said this is what their color was. Yeah. And you know what? I think it takes practice, too, either shopping practice and just being into makeup practice. Because if you go in the store, you ask enough questions, you'll know this is not the the sales associate for me. Where's the person that knows everything? (laughs) Like, I'm that person. Like, let me speak to her over there. And then, you know, because you can tell when some people are just half doing their job. Like, yeah, that's it. Uh Uh-huh, you look great. Like, this does not look good. What are you talking about? No. Because, you know, they're just just trying to sell. Yeah. Yeah. And then the lights, and I just the mean, lights inside, they're different. Yep. They are. So, yeah, they once are. you walk outside. Mhm. Yeah. I was always told, I was always told that, like, in makeup school, they would say, um, you know, like, if you go to a department store and they try makeup on you, don't purchase anything right away. Just walk around. Like, if you're in a mall, leave the store that you're in. Go out into the mall. You know, see if you can do yourself in a the mirror there. Then go outside and look at yourself and, and yep. see, you know, and kind of make a determination there. Yeah. And um, Because, and, 
your your what's it called? Your pH mixed in with the chemicals and all that stuff. The way it, it looks can change, and you don't mm-hmm. know that, you know, until you get to yeah. your event and take the picture. Yep. And it's too late. <laughs> and yeah. when, look, when you take that picture, you get that you see that picture, and you're like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> yeah, it's too late at that point. Yeah, and you know, so I've, are you, you know from. Uh, and I was going to say, from my experience with freelancing with um, Bobby Brown Cosmetics, I just remember, like, when we would have these big events in Nordstrom, and I remember they would get all the makeup artists together, and they would say, okay, so today's focus is this, or, you know, we're going to focus on that. And they would look at the product that they actually had in stock, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, there's a couple products that we don't have, we're missing. So just really focus on pushing this. And, you know, if you're going to push color A that don't match everybody that's going to come to that counter, I believe that's also how sometimes people walk out not with the right shade. It's not necessarily that the artist doesn't know how to match them. Sometimes it's just about what they're selling and they're trying to, you know, meet those goals for the day and they're trying to push that product. Isn't that something? And you spend, Mm -hmm. this is not cheap stuff either. And you you no. buy it full price, you know, and it's not what you yep. and they put and they give it to you anyway because they need to make these numbers. Not yep. cool. <laughs> no, it's not. But it you know it's what it is and it happens. Um, you know, it it just happens. And I tell the story all the time about um, when I was freelancing with Bobby Brown Cosmetics and we would go we would have a training every year like once a year. And we would go to training, and we'd be in this hotel conference room, and they'll be, you know, testing out all the new colors. And so they always want to um, have somebody be a model, and they test a color on. And I was always, it seems like every training, somebody wanted to test a color on me. And <laughs> they would do it, and, like, all of my friends in the, in the, in the room would be sitting there watching and looking, and they would, like, they would, I would look at them eye to eye, and they would be, like, shaking their head, like, no, that's, their that's not it. it. That's all. not it. it. Their face said it all, and I'm, and I'm sitting there, like, oh, my God. And then the, the person who would be, like, the national trainer for, for Bobby Brown, they would be, they would be, like, yes, this color is great. And then all the other people in the room would be, like, oh, yeah, that looks nice, that looks nice. And then my friends would be looking at it, like shaking their heads, and I'm saying to myself, oh, my God. And then when I look in the mirror, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see exactly what my friends were saying. And so those are the times when, those are the times when the artist just don't, doesn't get it right. You know what I mean? And, like, because it's the yeah. undertones, like, they, they're always like, oh, you're so red or you're so this. And then I'm like, Y'all, y'all got all these colors here. You do have my shade here, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> makeup. So, yeah, exactly. I just want to pick it out. Like this right here would work best, you know. But you don't want. You just want them to do what they do, what have you. But I'm just like, oh my god, because that was one of the lines back in the day that had all the shades for everybody. So there was no reason, right. you know, you couldn't go there and pick your shade. But it was mm-hmm, just that mm-hmm. the person doing the picking just wasn't picking the right thing. So, um, yeah, 
Yeah, I've so done that. With makeup artists, if I could tell, like, if if I could, you know, if a makeup artist is nice enough, and I say, hey, I actually, I think that one, and they'll go, oh, okay, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. don't do this to me, please, and you can right. tell that this <laughs> ain't it. So yeah, yeah, but that's cool. So are you yeah. planning ever to come to Detroit? Well, sounds like we might have to now. <laughs> well, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. And yeah. I know that you you had mentioned um, just like beauty, right? Mm-hmm. Beauty mm-hmm. in general and defining beauty, like when we we emailed a little bit. And oh I yeah, know, let's like, talk about that. Yeah, and I'm like. I, I know you're interviewing me, but I would totally love to get your take on it. I can totally tell you what I, I believe, too. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, beauty is one of those things. It's, it's in the eye of the beholder, for sure, for sure. But the thing is, is that I don't feel like it's something that you can really define because on one hand you have no. this physical, you know, attractive quality, but on the other hand, I was just telling my son when he was asking me about girls now, I'm like, did you look her in the eyes? Because the eyes are the window <laughs> to the soul, and you can see things in people. Like, you can see if they're sad. You can see if they're happy, if they're going. Just look at them. So there's a beauty that's behind there that you can't mm-hmm. see on the, you know, on the physical. You have to kind of yep. pass the physical and see more into somebody. I know it sounds crazy. So, no, it doesn't, but. Yeah, and when I was thinking about beauty, I was thinking about how makeup is awesome, but even some of the most physical, physically attractive people to the general public are some of the Mm -hmm. most insecure people in the world. Yep. Their inner beauty kind of affects that outer beauty. To a certain extent, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So my my definition of beauty when I was younger, trying to have this the physical part, this this beat face and all this stuff. Versus now, I I think beauty is that what God gave you and just maintaining it and trying not to let it slip away. Like your natural hair, your natural eyelashes, how you just want those to grow back, or how you just want your skin to have more collagen like you used to have or, you know, your your nails. You want your your real nails to be able to grow. It's like my idea now is so different. So whereas I used to want this beat face look, now I just want this dewy, supple, youthful skin, you know, foundation, you know, that makes me mm-hmm. look radiant and beautiful. So I was going to ask you, you, you all, like, what is your – take on beauty and just beauty standards today well it's I, I think it's pretty much the same it's just what you just said I mean you know when you talk about the the dewy supple skin I mean I think when you see when you can actually see a person's skin I feel like you can actually see them you know because mm. there is not much cover-up you know, they're not hiding from anything you know they're being very transparent, transparent, and really um, revealing to you who they are because they feel comfortable. 
Mm. I think when we step when we step out of a lot of um, that makeup and cover up, I think we we feel comfortable with who we are, and that and that's very beautiful to me. Yeah, I, I remember I was on a trip one time and my my makeup came off, and then the person I was with was like, "Oh my gosh, you got dimples? Uh, not dimples. What are they called? Um, what are they called? Freckles? Freckles? freckles. Oh, yes, freckles. freckles! Oh, you got freckles? I'm like, yeah." They are so beautiful. And I'm like, dang, I do, like, my foundation is full coverage. So you never see a freckle. You never see anything. You just see this color, this one color. And it did make me want to, then I saw that trend come out where people were putting fake fake freckles. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You have this, <laughs> but you don't show it because you're covering it up versus enhancing your natural beauty. You just cover mm-hmm. it. And you you kind of you're kind of pointing out a lot of things that I normally talk about when I talk about this topic because basically when we're talking about makeup and all of that stuff it's all just a cover up you know and and just like you were saying when you're when you're younger you think about beauty as the physical you know what's on the outside you know um you know your your body or or your face the face and so the the makeup the cover up um or being insecure about your body or comparing yourself to others all of those insecurities like you mentioned you know when you're younger but when you grow when you get a little older and especially when you um you really get to know who you are but then also when you when you draw closer to God I feel like you start mm-hmm. to learn. You you begin to learn that beauty is not all about all of those things. And, you know, you're talking about what you were saying, um, just taking what God gave you and, and maintaining it, but also knowing the things that God gave you and who he made you to be, you know, and and recognizing those things and living in that and knowing that, you know what, I may have flaws or I may, you know, like, because some people think don't think freckles are beautiful and they try to hide them. And so, you know, it gets to a point where you're like, you know what, no matter what I don't like about myself, you know, I'm going to love that and recognize that it is beautiful um, because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have. You begin to not have those yeah. insecurities anymore. And um, confidence is the most attractive thing, anyways. And that's what that's normally my definition. When people ask, when I when we ask the question on this show, and then somebody say, "Well, what's your definition?" I normally always define it as confidence. But I have so many definitions for beauty. But that's my number one definition is confidence. It is. That's so, that is so true, just the confidence. And I'm glad you brought up the one point, like, about God, because, honestly, I've been getting closer with God. And it's, like, some makeup is so, honestly, like, so, like, painting, put on this mask, this super attractive, super sexy, super. And it's, like, what am I, what is my point right now? Like, what am I trying to do? Am I trying to get everybody to look at me and say, oh, my gosh, she's so sexy? Or am I just trying to just enhance what I have and just, you know, so that kind of that kind of goes in my head too, just like this super 
sultry, you know, like the whole Kim Kardashian beat face look. Like, mm-hmm. what's my, I mean, I'm just going to get all this unnecessary attention to just do what? Just to keep telling everybody, no, thanks. No, no, no. It's like I'm not really trying to, you know, tempt every single person I walk by. It's just I'm just right. trying to be this natural beauty with a little bit of enhancement of the makeup and look like myself still. So I'm still I'm still working on that because I absolutely love to just be a stunner when I when I do go out. But at the same time, it's like what for? It doesn't fulfill you. It doesn't give you. You know what I mean? Like that has to be inside that confidence, that okay with yourself attitude. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before you leave, really quickly, tell us um, or tell our audience, for those who are out there listening, how they can get, um, if they want to get involved with the Detroit fashion community, how they can contact you guys or how they can get involved. So, yeah, so you can visit www.detroitfashioncommunity.org. All of our information is on there. You can follow us on our social media we have a Facebook and Instagram. It's at Detroit Fashion Community. And all our contact information is on both, like, our emails and everything like that. All right. Sounds good. Well, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to figure out when we can make this Detroit trip happen. Yay. <laughs> so we'll, awesome. we'll, yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. And um, we're going to have to get you, we're going to have to get you to Atlanta. Oh, wow. That sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to have to get you to Atlanta. Um, But we'll just, we'll talk about all of that. I don't know. Awesome. Looking forward to it. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on. All right. You're welcome. Have a good night. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in, um, for dropping in tonight. Uh, Let me ask for those of you who are on the line really quickly, let's say, let me just let Viola come on. We're going to just take a really quick, quick, quick call. you know, if this guy was serious that was on the line, like, what would you say to someone? Because he said she was shaving her head. Um, what would you say to that, Viola? Did you hear the you question? You know, yeah, I heard <laughs> the question because I thought he was serious for a minute. So, mm-hmm. you know, with the trend and, um, you know, with the shave head, whatever, and I thought he was serious about it, you know, that what I thought he was willing to share share his um, his feelings on that he want her with the um, a more of a modern look, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, going towards that direction. If he looked at Lauren's Instagram, because she's beautiful, she's stunning. And but when he started going, his tone changed. That's when I knew he was on some BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna I... tell you, you both handled it so professionally. I'm ignorant, so um, <laughs> 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 you 
<laughs> you know, and Lauren was so sweet and just as um, mellow about it. And she's in Detroit, and my Detroit people normally just go in, and she's like, listen, I'm going to let them handle it. It's their show. And I am all that because I am so ignorant. I would have got ignorant with him, especially when he mentioned Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but you know, Viola, when, when when I heard his voice, I knew it wasn't real. I knew it. I just knew it. Because he that started is talking amazing. about the, her shaving her head, and I'm like, this is not even the topic. So if you're right, on the line right. listening to the show, you know this is not the topic. Right. So that's what threw me off. I'm like, well, how's this going from her shaving the side of her head to um, what did I miss? So I'm like, oh, right. I must have missed something. Like we were talking about <laughs> hair or what were, What did I miss? So I had to yeah. turn everything down. And then he just didn't make any sense. Just to make right. any sense at all. But when I say professionally handled, oh my goodness, professional. <laughs> See, well, what I was going to say before my, because my sister had started asking him a question, but what I was going to say to him was before anybody else said anything, is I was going to say, well, you know, that's not. When he asked her, like, well, how would you handle that? And I'm saying to myself, that's not for any of us to handle. You know? Right. And I was going to say to him that, you know, that's not what we're talking about tonight. Um, and, you know, I don't feel like it's something that we all should be the ones, you know. I, I know you're looking for advice, but I don't feel like that's something that we should. Right. Because um, right. when it comes to people with shaving their head or hair going bald or something like that, that's kind of touchy, and that's kind of like something you shouldn't be asking us our opinion on. So I was just going to say that, and then I was going to say have a good night, and then I was going to hang up. But you know, it, it was he right. Could, he could have still been on the line, even though he sounded kind of not, you know, not right. But when he started talking crazy, I was like, okay, no, we're not going to entertain this. I mean, You're he was right. talking crazy that's from what the beginning, but you for. know. Yeah. Right. So I was the same way and I'm like, Okay, she can she can shave her whole hair head off. Like she can walk around with a bald and still be beautiful. So what are you getting at? So it didn't make any sense. I'm like, you might right. wanna do the same thing. You know, right. I like you may want to look like Woody Woodpecker, dude, because you're being real disrespectful <laughs> right now. And she's African American, she's black. It's like we didn't ask you all of that, right? No one asked yeah. you that, and that's when I knew it was about to go left. Yeah, right. Well, and I, 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 I knew we, that. The reason Viola, I I asked. When I, I when when Lauren just hung up and I saw who was on the line, the reason why I called you out and asked you is because this is kind of like the uh, intro to you know spaces how we used to always get on spaces because I wanted to say before I got off the phone is that coming back you know we want to kind of get back to spaces sometime in mm-hmm. September so. That's the only reason why I brought the, even brought that up again is because this is the kind of stuff we you know we deal with over there on spaces. So yeah, um, 
not and necessarily again, on on this show. Right. On a call with your guest. Right. Not with your guest. But when I say yeah. that you both handle it very professionally and beautifully and this is why we always come back. This is why we always yeah. come back. So a uh, beautiful job. It was a great show. Lauren, I mean, she's very open and she's very welcoming as well. Very mm, Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And her image says it all. Like, I don't even know. I don't need, even need to hear what she would really, in an interview, I mean, you could just look at her image and you could just look at mm-hmm. peace on her. So, Great mm-hmm. job, great job. Yeah. And I like yeah. that. And I like that with that she mentioned that she's a master collaborator. Yeah, I like that, and I <laughs> dig that. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, Lauren, go ahead and drop drop those bars like uh, Denise <laughs> dropping it. Go ahead <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, she's doing a lot. Yes, got us up here about to turn on Kirk Franklin, about to make me go ahead and listen to Sir Fred Hammond. Go ahead, old sister. Well, she said confidence. There you go. This is why we love you both. It's inspiring. Thank you, yeah, inspiring. Like, yes, yes, you had me turn down everything. Go ahead and preach. What Sheratina said, <laughs> preach. <laughs> she said she was doing her homework. I'm up here like twirling the little braids on my hair. I'm like, yes. You know, <laughs> and I love it that Beauty Talk is on Sunday. Yeah. So I listen, I really do think that it's another calling for our sister Janice. And um, I'm looking forward to more, more of it in September. Looking forward to more mm-hmm. fall shows. Yep. yep. And yep. see how that Absolutely. goes. Like she shamed the devil. Go ahead and run them off. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh-uh, not today. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
We have a couple other great guests lined up for the coming weeks, so please stay tuned for that. Um, Thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, Thank you, Viola, for bringing the last. Thank you, (laughs) and I'm following Lauren. So thank you both for always introducing us to so many talented people. it's it's beautiful to me, and you bring in the and you keeping everyone together. The the community that you both had created for us to be free and really to grow as an mm-hmm. individual. Everyone that you all bring on your show, very talented, and they have their yeah. own um, own space, and they moving at their pace. So, but mm-hmm. great job, great job. Thank you so much. Thank you so no, much. Thank, thank you. you. So no, much. thank you. You're welcome. All right, you guys. A great that night, is, ladies. You as well. You as well. That's our show for tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate you. Um, thank you for those who listen to the show on the playback. Um, hello, Megan. Hello, Sharon Tina. I see you guys out there as well. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend, and we'll um, catch you guys back next Sunday night at 9 p.m. right here on Beauty Talk. Have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>